Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of the Cut the Cameras podcast. Today, I am here with a very special guest, Amy Chia. Hey. <laughs> um. So, guys, Amy is one of my friends and such such a good content creator. You've been in the game Thank for you a while, very much. and for those of you who don't know who she is, you can go check out all of her stuff down below. But do you want to quickly introduce yourself to those people? Of course. So I started making YouTube content in particular in like around 2019. Um, and then my platform sort of grown more, grew, grew more on YouTube. <laughs> and then I spread onto different platforms. So I also create content on Instagram and TikTok now. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, definitely. And before we get into, you know, talking about your content creation life and other things, I want to start with our highs and lows. So I'll give you a chance to go first. Okay, so I would say I'll start off with my low, my low of the <laughs> week. Um, so I had my mocks this week and it was a stressful week. It was like sleeping at 11, waking up at like five to revise. Like it was a stressful week. Um, but then my high of the week is that I finished mocks. I literally had the nicest night ever last night. <laughs> like I made myself guacamole and tortilla chips. I washed suits. I had a bath, like a whole little self-care night. So that was my high of the week. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I told Amy a couple minutes ago, I am not a fan of the mocks. I'm not a fan of the GCSEs, the exams <laughs> in general. Just uh, so props to you for getting through. Um... My high of the week is, uh, well, it was a week ago, but I went to Amsterdam um, with two of my friends, and it was just a very nice, chill day. It's been a while since I was in the city, and um, yeah, it's cool to live next to such a, you know, interesting place, so that was Yeah, high. I would love to visit Amsterdam at some point. It looks please so, so do, nice, honestly. Please do. Um, and then my low is just, I'm... I'm getting behind on my university applications and I have exams myself in two weeks. So just the, you know, between that and, you know, podcast, YouTube, everything, I'm just like... <laughs> it is a lot. Like, it is a lot trying to balance it. Yeah, definitely. And the second you get behind, it's like not good. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have some catching up to do. Okay. So, Amy, the first thing I want to talk about with you is just your public presence and YouTube. But I kind of want to make it a timeline. So... If you're going to like come way back with me, what was your life like before you started YouTube? Where were you living? What were your hobbies? And you know, just like who were you? Yeah, so um, I actually started YouTube when I was quite young. So I was 13, I think, you know, living out my little YouTube dream in 2019. Um, so... Honestly, before that, I was sort of just in school, like I was really into cheer. I still am quite into cheer. Um, and I haven't really changed schools, to be honest, since before I started content creation. Um, but yeah, back in 2019, it feels like a long time ago. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what like provoked you to start YouTube when you were 13? Um, so I think my first video was a like summer day in France with my best friend because I was on holiday with my friend Ooh, and um, I had a YouTube channel when I was like six years old. It was called Smiley Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Are you kidding? And I, no. And I used to do stuff like warhead challenges and you know, like those really sour sweets. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd try to eat as It was you. It was you as a like six year old. Like yeah, doing like, the videos. I, yeah, and I used to like film myself and I used to like upload content. I think I deleted <laughs> it in like year seven because I got okay. embarrassed. But I've always <laughs> had like an interest in creating content. 
Um, and then me and my friend when we were on holiday were like, oh, we should definitely like start a YouTube channel. And then I just took it on more seriously after that, like actually uploading videos every week, looking mm-hmm. into like how to become successful. Um, and YouTube was like my main focus at the time. And I really, really enjoyed, and I still do like creating content, editing it, like finding out more about mm-hmm. all of that. Um, so yeah, that's how I really started. And I remember my brother was a big motivator as well because he always found it so cool. Um, yeah. and he loved that I did it and he was like, you have such the perfect, like, like personality for YouTube. So do it. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I will. Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> sweet. Um, remind me that name one more time of your old YouTube channel. Smiley Penguins. I love that. I went where it all started. Okay. Um, and so you started when you were 13 and now you're 15? 15. But not much longer, right? Your birthday yeah. soon. Yeah, what, 15 what day now. exactly? Um, 18th of December. Okay, so by the time this is out, it'll be like a week or so. You know, mine's the 12th. We're not far Oh, away. no way, no way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's almost three years now, or perhaps, you know, more. Mm. How has your kind of experience online or on YouTube kind of changed in that time growing up on the internet? Um. So I'd say when I first started creating content, like, it was still quite like, um... I don't really know how you describe it. It's still quite like, in terms of my actual content, it's changed a lot. I used to make more content like, okay, this is the best way I'd describe it is I'd make content like, I still make content for people, but I'd almost, I wouldn't be fake, but I'd almost like put on like a little personality-ish just to try and like impress my audience. And I guess because I wasn't as comfortable with the camera and stuff. And because I guess I was Mm -hmm. still growing up, like I was still figuring out like what I was actually like. Whereas, like, now the content I kind of make and, like, I feel like YouTube enjoys and stuff is mm-hmm. more, like, more me, my actual lifestyle, um, being more realistic with my content and the camera. Um, so that's how, like, the kind of content's changed since I started. Yeah, definitely. I can tell that your content is, or I would imagine it's more mature now. Um, and I can, I can relate. I think that that was kind of the culture of the internet, even two or three years ago before... Mm it moved into this kind of vlogger lifestyle yeah. type content. It was much more... I, I've been on YouTube since I was, I think, 13 as well. And I used to have my whole little, like, intro video in my... Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to start my videos with, like, yo, what's up, Wilsters? Like, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, don't, exactly. it, Since you shared, you know, smiley penguins, I thought it would only be fair. We've both had our fair share of, you know, <laughs> cringy paths on the internet. Um, and... Next question is, do you have any creators that come to mind that inspire you? Um, yes. So I really, really like watching lifestyle creators because one mm-hmm. like content is both for me and also just because I quite like watching that content. Um, so I really like, okay, I'm going to butcher these names, but I really like <laughs> Fernanda Ramirez. I think her name is. Okay. Um, Emily Poliki, I quite like, and Kenna Marie. Like, they're still like, similar, like, content creators to me, but, like, I just love their content, and it's, like, interesting. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I, I don't watch those, so I'll check them out. <laughs> um, and do you have a favorite, like, type of video to make? Ooh. You know what? Like, I really like a classic Amy, like, London vlog. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, because you're, you're not in London, um so i live like on the outskirts of london so it's like an hour train train journey Mm. away yeah and you're heading there today yeah i'm going to london today to see like the christmas lights and go on like a a well-needed shopping trip to be honest i love it okay vlogging 
may I ask? I, I think so, yeah. You think so? Okay, guys, stay tuned. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think I, we kind of touched on this, but I wanted to talk about your experience, like, with change and growth publicly, and did you ever feel at any point, um, as your channel started to grow, that it was overwhelming having, having that many eyes on you, making, you know, lifestyle content, it's quite personal. Um, oh, definitely, yeah, like, um, I didn't really notice it that much, to be honest, until like maybe this year, because obviously before I still wasn't as big. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like going out into public and the thought that like, oh, someone like might know me here. It's like, I don't know, it's quite a scary feeling. And I guess when I always look at like idols and other influences that I look at, I'm always like, oh, they must have so much confidence and stuff like that. But then like when you have the feeling of like knowing loads of people are looking at you, it's actually like, ah like so many people might know me and like also within my school um I used to, like I I come to school looking like crap like a lot of the time and I just I can't really be asked at school uh but like recently it's just I don't know I went through a stage where I used to be a bit scared because I was like oh all these people think I look a certain way because of my YouTube channel like if I come into mm -hmm. school not looking as good or whatever like I don't know people might think I'm like trying to be fake online and that was always a bit weird. And also my school found out about my YouTube channel. Um, oh, I was going to ask in a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, knowing that all my teachers knew so much, like, about me. Because, like, they would be outwardly open that they knew about my YouTube channel. So knowing that they knew, like, so much insight into me and I didn't, like... Do you know what I mean? It, it, that was a bit, like... Sure, scary. yeah. This is something I talk about a lot. And I think I just spoke about it with Carmen when she was on, where it's, like... It's weird when the online life and the, like, real, real person life, I guess, mm -hmm. um, overlap in any way. Whether that's, you know, meeting supporters because then it's so real and it's like, oh my god, this person watches me. Or when it's people who you know in real life that have found your online presence. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's just kind of strange because they're, they're separate, but they're the same person, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So... I definitely want to continue to talk about... I was going to ask if your classmates and your friends know about your YouTube channel. And you said that they do. They found out. <laughs> so that wasn't an intentional decision for you to share with them? <laughs> My um friends, they knew about it because I was mm -hmm. I'm quite, like, extroverted, I would say. So I was always, like, when I was younger, oh, like, go subscribe to my YouTube. Like, I'd put it on my yeah. Instagram and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for my classmates and my friends, they always knew. And my friends have actually always been very supportive. I do think going to, like, an all-girl school at the start of my YouTube helped mm -hmm. in terms of kids not being as mean. Um, mm -hmm. Because, like, everyone in my school was really, like, nice about it and no one really judged that much. Um, which, mm -hmm. I, which I'm quite happy about. But um, yeah, now all my friends are just, they're very supportive, which I'm very happy about. And I don't mind them knowing, but um, my school found out, which is not something that I particularly wanted my school to know. Um, just because like a student teacher relationship, I feel like it's quite like, you don't, you're not very like that close of them, like personally that wise. And then some teachers like saying stuff to me about my YouTube, like. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, you it's know, weird. Yeah, like once. So when my physics teacher, I don't, I don't know. I my school's not going to be listening to this podcast, but um, <laughs> <laughs> when my physics teacher found out about my YouTube channel, 
I once walked into a physics lesson and he was playing my YouTube videos. He was playing my YouTube videos on the interactive whiteboard. Were there kids in the... Yeah. Even if there wasn't. Yeah, like whilst everyone was walking in and he was playing my YouTube videos, like making fun. And then like throughout the whole lesson, because this is the lesson that he found out, like he was like, so at the start of the lesson, he was like, oh, I just have my year nines and I found out something very interesting. They were telling me they should watch their favorite YouTuber, Amy Chair. And I was like, oh my God. And then throughout the whole lesson, every time I put my hand up, he was like, Miss YouTube, like Miss YouTube. And I was like, dearing me. Oh, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I am not in support of that. That is okay. As a person, but especially as a teacher, there's a boundary. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I've talked about everything everywhere, so I'm just gonna say it again. But um your public presence is public, so technically it's not wrong for anyone to view that but it's about like the idea of a target audience and mm-hmm. you are not making videos for your teacher you're not making videos exactly. to be watched in a classroom and you don't want your teacher seeing you like in your room in the morning that's it that's ready. it it's so weird yeah it's such a weird little boundary issue that they can't cross that line with other students because mm-hmm. i mean there's not public videos of them doing that but yeah you're not making it for them exactly and like I, I completely get it. I put videos out publicly. I put it online. But I've also been told by, like, other year nines that a different physics teacher... Me and this physics teacher didn't really get on. But regardless of that, it was a different physics teacher. And um, he said, like, during form time, he was, pl- like, he was playing my videos to the class. And, like, I guess it was for the class, but just still the fact that it's, like, in a classroom in school, in my school. I don't know. That just made me feel so weird. Oh, girl, absolutely not. No, I am not yeah. <laughs> not in favor of that. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stories. I think I'm going to have to do a little story time um, episode when I graduate from high school because there's a lot of high school stories uh, mm-hmm. yeah, regarding I... teachers or classmates that I yeah. would love to, you know, go in detail, <laughs> but I'm worried. Um, it, so moral of the story is it can be difficult to have a public presence as a high schooler for many reasons, but... Mm-hmm. I did the same thing as you when I switched schools in January. Um, everyone in my my German school knew, and I had no problem with that. Um, and I really, I, I really have never had a problem with people knowing. But there have been incidences where just like peers or friends will just like make me feel weird about it. Mm. So coming to this school, I was like, okay, social experiment. I'm just not gonna explicitly say it to anyone. Mm. Like I'm not gonna go around because I have two separate Instagrams. Like it, it could work in theory. Yeah. And then it was going well. It was going fine. Um, it wasn't like a huge deal, but eventually I had a video called like Dutch culture shocks do like abnormally well for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the majority of the people watching it were Dutch. So within the country that week, I got recognized a bunch. Like it was like, you know, people were watching it here and I had like maybe eight or nine people come up to me that week and wow. start telling me that they saw the video <laughs> No, and then people started, you know, hearing that and they started asking me, you know, how much money do you make? Oh, I hate that question. That is my biggest pet peeve question. I think people think it's okay to ask how much money you make and all about money and start talking about all this. And I'm like, no, like, if that was an adult, you wouldn't be asking that. Sure. I don't think it's viewed as, like, a real job, especially when a teenager's doing it. But Exactly. Girl, if they knew, yeah, it's definitely, I would say, a real part-time job. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Moving on, I do want to talk more about school and your future. So off the bat, how is your experience at an all-girls school? Are you still at an all-girls school? 
so yeah, I'm still at an all-girls school. I'm planning to go to a co-ed sick form, but I guess that just depends on my grades. Um, but yeah, I'm still at an all-girls school. To be honest, I was actually speaking about this with my friends the other day, and I feel like I, like, I like to complain about going to an all-girls school a lot, but genuinely, I, I'm, i like, glad that I went to an all-girls secondary. Um, definitely in terms of, like education like I feel like it is easier to focus um Mm -hmm. without like guys there and Mm -hmm. I'm still have like a close friend group involving guys so it's not like I was completely like they're completely shut out of my life Mm -hmm. like that part's still good and also in terms of like going to school like because everyone's a girl there like I don't know I just feel like I could literally show up with like four hours of sleep looking absolutely like a mess and none of the girls there are gonna be like Oh my god! Like I don't know, my school isn't very bitchy. It was to be honest, it's it's quite nice, which I'm so glad about. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I'm definitely ready to mix it up and go to like a mixed school because after five years of going to an all girls school, it's sort of like ah, oh, like I don't know, it's it's quite <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nice to have change in any way, kind of exactly. after you've had five years of something being consistent. Nice to yeah, shake it up. exactly. And then in honor of your mocks, um, what? GCSEs are you taking what are your favorite subjects and least favorite oh good question okay I'm definitely gonna get hated on my favorite subject right (laughs) (laughs) but when I understand it I would say my favorite subjects maths Um, oh you are gonna get hated on by mm -hmm. me because what the hell (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) I might be the only person I know who's answered that question with maths Mm -hmm. I'm like a stem girl to my heart (laughs) oh okay well props to you could not really. <laughs> so um yeah okay so GCSEs I'm taking so you have to take English lit and English language and then I'm taking triple science higher um so chem bio math oh chem bio physics I'm taking maths um I might be taking ad maths but I haven't fully decided that yet and then I took RS one GCSE a year early and then PE German and geography ah German I always forget I love that Mm-hmm. um we gotta go to germany amy we I do swear. i'm going to germany to. next weekend actually uh, yeah stop <laughs> it makes me emotional i swear i have such an attachment to germany mm-hmm. we need to meet in germany at some point 100 percent. i totally would if you're ever going to be in northern germany again let me know in advance and i will train yeah there. of course and then i will have my like german skills expert like, yes I'll be we can expert. practice yeah exactly we can do a little 24-hour german challenge i would love to <laughs> <laughs> all right well she's a stem girl and you took a summer course in london right mm-hmm. what was that for i think it was nursing oh that's for medicine oh okay so how was that experience is that something that you see yourself doing or yeah, just so interest i think that's something like i'd want to pursue as a job if i didn't do youtube so mm-hmm. for A levels, I'm thinking like biochem, maths, you know, like the classic three for med school. But um, yeah, I've always had an interest with like biology, but I'd say biology and maths, and just like I know the human body. I've always been really, really interested. Um, and I know obviously it's a lot more than that, but just in terms yeah. of like jobs, I feel like I'd be suited to after looking at like the medicine course. Like I feel like that'd be perfect for me. Um, but yeah, the the course I went to was at King's in London it was so so good like amazing and we just basically learned we had loads of talks with different lecturers people who went to med school uni like consultants throughout the whole different time scale of basically your career in medicine 
um, mm-hmm. different talks from them. And then we also just got to know like a bit about the different sections, like the different specialities you can specialize in. Um, mm-hmm. And it was cool. I got to meet some really cool people there as well. So it was very fun. Yeah, that's so nice. I think that's impressive. I think nursing is so interesting, but, or sorry, what, correct me, what was it? Just medicine in general at the moment. Medicine in general. <laughs> I can't with blood cuts, wounds, any of that stuff. Like, and I think you, you showed some photos, like live, live dissection, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I seriously, so props to you. You're going to be well-versed in your talents if you're going to be a content creator, medicine, STEM girl, like, damn. Um, okay. So now I have the question that I ask almost everyone and, uh, they have almost the same answer, but Balancing school and YouTube can be difficult, not just socially, but in terms of the workload. Um, Mm -hmm. So do you have any habits or um, mindsets or practices that help you kind of balance that? Or do you just... Yeah, so in terms of like um, balancing it, I really, really like Notion or like any, like my advice would be just any sort of planner that you can use to plan it out because it would be such a mess if I didn't. Like, I plan out what days I want to create what content, like, what I'm planning to do when I have deadlines due. Um, and that really helps. And I think if someone's trying to balance a lot of things and they're not having it, like, organised or in a planner and they're trying to keep it in their head, that's, like, a rookie mm-hmm. mistake. St- no, rookie mistake number even. one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know Notion for me. I'm on Notion right now. I do my whole <laughs> podcast yeah. on there, obviously. But, um... It's so nice, even just the to-do function, which mm-hmm. is so simple. It's yeah. one click to be able to go through my day and check things off. It's By the so end nice. of the day, if everything's checked off, I can actually relax, which yeah. is like the upside of it. Because otherwise, if I have like 20 things to do and I haven't planned out when I'm going to do them, I'm just going to be in a constant state of stress exactly. for like a week exactly. until it's done. Yeah. yeah. So, so very good advice. Yeah. That would be my main part of advice. And the second one as well is I'd say like getting to know like your your limits in terms of when you burn out and stuff so Mm -hmm. when I revised for my mock exams I could at one point I could literally feel myself I know it sounds dumb but like physically feel myself burning out I was like if I don't take like a couple hours or like a night for myself soon where I'm not just revising or editing or doing something I'm literally don't think I'm physically going to be able to Mm -hmm. do this anymore so mm-hmm. I would say, like, recognizing that within yourself, and if you're not sure how, I'd say maybe, like, journaling might help with that. But, like, recognizing when you're going to feel burnt out and then taking the time to make sure, like, you are in the right mental state. Because I think if you're in the wrong mental state, then you're going to be so much less productive in terms of actually getting things done. Totally. I think that's such good advice. First, one of the first people who was, <laughs> you know, had something to say because usually me and everyone else will just say like I don't manage which is true and Mm -hmm. but it's it's nice to have some system in place to help you just like keep it organized I definitely like sorry I was just I definitely struggle with managing it but like it just in terms of if you had to give my two top like advice those would be it but I'm like no way am I saying it is easy to manage it at all yeah. yeah, easier said than done. But knowing your limits is such a good one. It's mm. so it, I know everyone has their own situation in terms of workload and stuff, but being a content creator and a student, it can be so exhausting to finish your like schoolwork mm-hmm. and instead of like closing the laptop and like getting in bed, you're like opening Final Cut and beginning yeah. like an eight hour process. <laughs> and it's yeah. like sometimes you just really have to be lenient with your upload schedule, mm-hmm. delay something 100%. or push something to another day because it is 
by definition, a part-time job. And sometimes yeah. when you're in school, you don't have time for that. Yeah, so exactly. I get it. Um, and then in terms of university, you still have some years um, of, well, I would say high school, but remind me. Uh, sixth form and like secondary school. Sixth form, right. Yeah, yeah. Carmen gave us the whole <laughs> the whole system. <laughs> it's like learning another language. Um but yeah, are you thinking about university, like if you would want to, if you wouldn't, or any like university in general or location? Um, so I definitely want to go uni. Location, mm-hmm. I think, is going to depend on a lot on like when I go to open days. But my dream, if I could get in, would definitely be one in London. I feel like I'm a London girl through and through to my heart, like <laughs> meant to be there. But um, yeah maybe like kings or imperial or ucl like those mm-hmm. would probably be top three like central london um but yeah as i said i guess i'd have to go to like open days yeah well there's still a lot of time i didn't start looking into university until really in depth this summer and fall mm-hmm. and i'm in my last year but i looked at a few in the spring but it didn't even cross my mind until the spring really mm-hmm. um I'm also looking at one in London. I'm going to have to come and visit soon. So, Ooh, yes. yeah, <laughs> I'm just working out dates. But um, who knows? Maybe we'll be in university in London together. Oh, I would imagine. That'd be so good. I keep telling my parents, because like, I have American parents, and in the States, university is called college. College. And uh, <laughs> in the UK, college would be where you are right now, right? Uh, so college would be where Carmen is right now, so sixth form. Oh, sixth form. Okay. Yeah, and I'm telling them i am got to lose that vocabulary because we tell people I'm going, your 19-year-old is going to go to college in the UK. I'm behind. I'm really behind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and my last question was, um, I guess maybe post-uni, um, would you want to continue living in the UK, in London area, or would you want to go somewhere else? You know what, I don't think, I haven't honestly given that that much thought, but mm-hmm. at the moment, like, I don't see a reason why I'd want to move out of the UK. Um, mm-hmm. I think I would maybe, like, I think if I studied in London and in the city, then I'd maybe want to move away from the city, like, obviously after that. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think for the moment I'd want to stay in the UK. Yeah. Have you lived in the UK your whole life? I have, yeah. Okay, very nice. Yeah. So, definitely home. Um I love London. I think it's such a nice city. Mm. Um, my my cousin's studying there right now. Obviously, I have friends there, but my cousin's studying there right now, and she is, like, not studying, working, yeah. um, having, like, the time of her life. So definitely want to keep it as an option for myself as well. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I went on uh, the podcast Instagram at cutthecameras.pod, and I asked for some questions for Amy, and wow, this one had an astonishing number of responses (laughs) so i tried my best to pick commonly asked ones or just some fun ones that i thought you were unique that were unique hello Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah i'm just gonna do a q a section love it so the first kind of a big one no pressure but um what advice would you give to your younger self uh amazing penguin what's it penguin oh smiley penguins (laughs) smiley penguin girl yeah Okay, what advice I give to my younger self? Honestly, I feel like I have matured so much this year. That is in like all the years before a sort of a blur because I think I was still growing up and like, I don't know, I didn't really reflect. I think reflecting on yourself is something that, you know, Mm -hmm. makes you understand yourself a lot more. Um, Mm -hmm. So something I would tell my younger self 
Um, probably not to be too harsh on yourself. That's something I've really learned this year in terms of like grades, in terms of YouTube. Like I used to put so much pressure on myself. I don't know. I feel like I I have this sort of brand around me, and because obviously when you have a when you create content, you create yourself a brand. A brand, yeah. And um, in in real in real life, I used to have like a constant pressure. I feel like I put on myself to like like get perfect grades, like always look perfect. Like I don't、mm-hmm. know, just just have very very high standards for myself. And I think、sure. I've sort of slowly become to realize like you don't need to constantly have this like perfect. Like outlook, like no one is physically constantly perfect, and I think that's something I wish,、mm-hmm. like even me, like nine months ago, could have heard. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's a great one.、Uh, I don't mean this in like a materialistic way, but do you think that growing a following has helped you gain, like, some confidence in that area? Um, to be honest, I I've always been since I was younger. I was so like, I look back at my old videos and I'm like, how did this girl have so much? Like, I was so. Always overconfident.、Um, oh, good. <laughs> and I still feel like I I am.、Um, but to be honest, I feel like growing a platform. It's made me more confident in terms of like when I'm out in public, I will openly vlog by myself, and I will not care. I'm like I'm never gonna see、wow. those people again. I'm not even there. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I'm like I'm never gonna see those people again. I'm I might as well vlog. Like it's London. Like so many people do crazy stuff here. Like、mm. it doesn't matter that much.、Um, but in terms of like. Self confidence. To be honest, I feel like having a like a following hasn't like massively improved that or made it better. It's if honestly it went a little bit down. It's like come back up a bit now. But、mm-hmm. like yeah, I wouldn't say um having followings like improved that side of confidence. All right, well, good to know. Yeah, um, for me, I think that that's incredibly impressive that you have that mindset for vlogging. The only <laughs> city because you know I've. Even in London and stuff, the only city that I felt fully comfortable to do whatever vlogging stuff I wanted to do in、mm-hmm. was New York, because、yeah. I felt this won't even rank top one thousand strange things these people have seen today. Yeah, yeah. So, but besides that, I still get super anxious or like、uh, cringe at myself when I'm vlogging in public. <laughs>、um, someone asked, "Have you had a favorite fan experience or one that stood out?" Honestly, my favorite fan experiences are when like um I have a full on conversation with someone as if they're like my best friend.、Mm-hmm. Like um sometimes people come up to me and I'm like and they're like oh my god like I love you loads, and I'm like oh like that's so cute and then we'll just go on to have a conversation about like their day like uh what they're doing like what they're up to right now um and then they'll like ask me questions and those are probably my favorite fan experiences when they're like almost like meeting a best friend. Yeah, oh, that's so nice. Yeah, meeting cool people is such a confidence booster. Yeah, because it's like, wait, you follow me? You follow me? Like, <laughs> yeah, you look so cool. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um. Someone asked, "How did you and Will meet, and have you met each other in person?" And I thought that would be nice to clear up. Oh yeah. Um. Because、so、we haven't. We haven't. Yeah. <laughs> me and Will have never met in person. We plan to in、yeah. uh, Paris, and、uh, that never ended up going through. I can't believe that fell through. I know. Was that、so、was so、upsetting. sad. For、so、real. So sad. Um. But yeah, we met sort of through Carmen. Um.、Mm-hmm. So we're that, both friends. Yeah, yeah, we're both friends of Carmen, and then she sort of introduced us, and that's when we planned to go to Paris, us three. Oh, and Maddie originally us four. Um. And then me and Maddie both couldn't go, so it was very upsetting. But. That was my first、yeah. plan to meet Will, but hopefully in the future. 
Yeah, I'm trying to come to London. Carmen and I are working on dates, but between both of our schedules, which, <laughs> I mean, it never works. But we'll figure it out sometime, hopefully January, February. Perfect. Um, this is also a big one. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, if you had one. to guess, okay, I'm all um, about living in the moment and stuff. So if you don't have an answer, <laughs> no, no, I love that. I I'm a full on live in the moment girl, but I also have like in the back of my head a little a little plan. Yeah, everyone thinks so, about it. Okay, ten years, I'd be like twenty five, twenty six. So I think if I did go to med school, I'd be like in my second, third year of being like a junior doctor, and I think I'd still want to be in the city. To be honest, like at that time of life. I just want to be in the city. I think I still want to be creating content as well. Um, Love that. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I really genuinely enjoy creating content. And like, if that is something I can maintain and carry on doing whilst in, mm-hmm. I'm in med school, I'm a doctor, I would like definitely, that's what I'd like mm-hmm. to do. Um, I'd also really like to start, I would say maybe more like five, six years time because I don't know, I want to be a bit more knowledgeable and obviously if I'm older, I want to have more time. I'd love to start a podcast as well. Oh my God, definitely. That's, mm-hmm. It's so fun. It really is nice. Honestly, yeah. Just to be able to like brain dump into a exactly. microphone. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where I see myself, I'd say, in 10 years. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm totally the same in terms of content creation. I think, as I mean, I've, I'm very lucky to be living with my family right now and, you know, as the time runs out, but still this next chapter as I feel my life is going to maybe get a bit more interesting or I'll have at least more control over my day-to-day yeah I think it's going to be so fun to create content as I move into adulthood definitely yeah um I guess we don't plan on stopping (laughs) okay someone asked your current favorite song but I want to reinterpret this question and say walk us through your Spotify wrapped if you can recall anything okay my Spotify (laughs) wrapped so I think I showed quite a few people. That's why I can remember them. <laughs> okay, so I think my top song, which I actually didn't expect it to be this, but then I sort of, like, understand, because this is a song I feel like you can play in, like, so many moods, but Love Is mm-hmm. Only A Feeling. Love Is Only A Feeling. Like, if I heard it, I'd probably know okay, it. Okay, right. Like, Should I try singing it to you? Should I give you my bad singing? Oh, attempt? yes, please. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's like, the one where it's like, Love is only a feeling. <laughs> okay. No, All not right. getting it. Love <laughs> nope. is... But I love the Amy Chia cover. That's going to be my 2023 Spotify rap. Of course, of course. That one. <laughs> and then I think my top artists were Kendrick, um, Loyal Kana. Oh, uh, damn. Oh, who else were they? I'm trying to remember. Well, those two are good. Carmen introduced me to Loyal Kana in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Me and, Car- oh, yeah. me and Carmen are going to a Loyal Kana um, concert in the new year, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Again, didn't she go to one? um yeah she did she i think she she went to like um he was like actually in london and he's like a small little like party and he was actually oh, that's there. so cool mm. that's it must be fun to be by london i've always thought i would definitely want to be in a big city like that where it's like 100%. on the weekends you can do events and exactly because yeah. there's always stuff going on in london mm-hmm. yeah of course i'm gonna make a little embarrassing confession i was so surprised my move to the netherlands was not as expected and it was you know covid was still a big concern and Mm -hmm. it was like late january early february which is the worst weather Mm -hmm. in this country so between seasonal depression you know literal moving depression Mm -hmm. and uh 
my classmates were quarantined, I went through a bit of a depressive episode at the beginning of the year. And my number one, my top song on Spotify wrapped was God Must Hate Me by Katie Turner. (laughs) And I was like, I was so excited. I've been, you know, I've been jamming out to all these songs this fall. And that was your number one. (laughs) I know. And she was my number one. And my top artist, Adele. Like, come on, man. (laughs) I mean, she is like, she is like iconic, to be honest. She is iconic. It could totally be worse. Love Adele. But Mm -hmm. top artist, I mean, it really just said like, I I was surprised my personality type was like the adventure. I thought it was going to stay like. Oh, I think I've got (laughs) the adventurers. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, next question. (laughs) Moving on. Someone (laughs) asked, where is the next place on your travel bucket list? Oh, okay. So, um. Next summer, which is where, yeah, next summer, um, my dad is planning to take my family back to Malaysia again, which I'm so excited about because I haven't been to Malaysia since before the, uh, before COVID. It's been mm-hmm. so, so long. So that'll be the first. And then my stepmom's also from the Philippines and I've never been to the Philippines before. And she's literally been saying to me for as long as possible, like, you must come to the Philippines. I'm going to show you my hometown. Like, because obviously you can try like Filipino food here, but it's not the same. Um, of course. So she was like, I, I need to introduce you to all these foods. Like you would love them. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to go for like two and a half weeks and go to Malaysia and then to a couple islands in the Philippines. Oh my God. So that is like where I'm so excited to go. I love so many people on the Instagram Q&A were asking if you would be coming to Malaysia. So I'm sure that all those people are very <laughs> excited to hear that news. Yeah. Um, that's so cool. I totally, I feel that I've kind of checked a lot of the European destinations off my bucket list. And mm-hmm. before I want to return to them, I definitely want to explore more of the Asian continent. Mm-hmm. I've only been technically two places in Asia, but they were both like kind of cheap places. Mm. And I'm going to go to Nepal in February, which is going to be yeah. a big one. Yeah. That besides so that, nice. like so many places, so much in, in, in Eastern Asia, Southeast Asia. Yeah. I was going to say like <sighs> one of the big things I want to do if I were to take like a gap year or whatever is I'd love to travel around like um, East Asia because I haven't explored that many countries there either. Like I, I've never been to Thailand, like like so many mm-hmm. like countries I'd really, really like to go to. Like I feel like traveling around there with friends would be an amazing experience so cool i totally forgot to ask thank you for saying that because i had a note to ask about a gap year under university mm-hmm. is that something that you'd want to do um i think so but i think i'd want to do it after uni instead of before mm-hmm. uni um because then i guess i would have yeah i don't know i would have made more friends in uni and then that's the people i'd like to travel with because i think you keep those memories for like ever yeah um but yeah if i would take a gap year i would love 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 to travel in that year um and as i said probably like in east asia i'd want to go around there so cool um well i mean especially if you're going to do medicine afterwards you could use that gap year probably between the two um yeah i was always interested in a gap year and then i got so caught up in applications this fall applying for next fall Mm -hmm. that i'm kind of like shit like I could totally, I should have, <laughs> I should yeah. have considered that more. Or maybe I'll do like a semester gap year yeah. in uni or something. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think it's such a good idea to keep open. Mm-hmm. And the final question, um, do you live by any words of wisdom? Oh, oh, words of wisdom. Um... I know, difficult questions today, but big questions. Okay. I would say, I'm not gonna lie, my dad is like a words of wisdom guy. Like, he spits a lot of words of wisdom. Um, And one thing he's always said to me, which I guess is 
kind of contradictory to like something that, like is before but also i think how you take it but just the mm-hmm. fact that um hard work never kills and like he's always said hard work never kills like if you put in the work like it will like you will get what you deserve mm-hmm. and something i'm a really really big believer in is karma like I always it, tell yeah. people this, like I'm a massive believer in karma and I think the energy you put out and what you put out is what you will receive. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one, yeah, one word of wisdom that I would. Yeah, I by. think karma is a great thing just to keep in mind or I guess at least just the idea or the concept behind it where it's like 100%. like good things happening to good people or treat people how you want to be treated. All those ideas kind of mm-hmm. jumble into the same yeah, definitely. overall umbrella. So. Okay, well, I wish we had more to talk about because this was so nice, but uh, thank you so much for joining me, Amy. Of course, I loved it so much. Uh, As I said earlier, guys, I can't recommend Amy enough, so check the description um, of this podcast episode to follow her along on all of her socials, and who knows, maybe uh, more Will and Amy content in the near future if everything goes as planned. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. All right, Amy, enjoy your time in London, and I will see you guys in episode seven. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast as well. (laughs) Thank you for being here. All right. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.